We've always believed in something called progress. It's time to get lit. What kind of lit? Health lit. That's what I'm talking about. It's time to get educated about health conditions affecting our community. Your health is very important. Check in with experts on important topics like breast cancer, diabetes, prematurity, and much more. This show is lit. No one should know you better than you. So lock in. Welcome to Your Health is Lit. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Your Health is Lit podcast special, The Corona Chronicles. Burr, 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 burr. Right. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing great. This is Donna Williams, the public health queen. And I am Charla Walker, aka the PDMP. And today we have our good friend of the pod. She is back, but sis got a new name, a new title. Mm-hmm. She's been doing things. This is Miss Eve C. Brown, the assistant clinical manager <laughs> of the postpartum mother baby unit at an anonymous hospital. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna find my friend. <laughs> You're not gonna find my friend. But we just wanna congratulate you on your promotion to assistant clinical manager. It is amazing to have women of color um, in leadership positions in an area where like maternal newborn health um where there are large disparities and so our voice is needed so congratulations i have some really dope friends wow you put it like that that does put perspective on it Mm -hmm. um management was not ever one of those things i ever thought i would do that i didn't think that was my my path but turns out it it yeah yeah it's true it's definitely a, um an example of be careful what you pray for because <laughs> before i left tampa and i just took the position i was headed to work one day and um i just had this prayer i said or i just hope this time um i make like an immediate and a longer term impact on this organization because i plan on staying for a while and right. for that to actually coming to fruition it's it's kind of surreal and it's humbling at the same time yeah. what is so, he said he'll bless you child Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's nice black leadership because my, yes. my manager is, is also black. So it is nice. <laughs> I want some work. <laughs> it's cold there. It's so cold here, D. Okay. So <laughs> this week we are um, so excited. So you guys know we start out with lit news, but the title of our episode this week is Dear Mama. Why? Why is Eve here? Because we are talking about being pregnant in a pandemic, right? So mm-hmm. this episode is all for all our baby mamas, as Fantasia would say, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is my song, and I'm not a baby. Mama. <laughs> I was 15, 16, 16, Okay, and I digress. But so we're going to be talking about um, navigating pregnancy and giving birth in a pandemic, um, just the impact coronavirus has had. Um, we have some information to provide. We have some questions. Eve's going to give us her professional and administrative um, and authoritative insight that she has um, as she works every day um, in the hospital with these moms and these families to yeah. make sure that the babies and the moms are delivering safely. Um, but first, we're going to start with some lit news. What you got, Donna? What's the, what is everybody talking about on health on the street? Okay. So the word on the gram and Facebook, we all know that 
there was the CARES Act that was um, passed and everyone was getting the whole stimulus checks. Um, $1,200 if you're single. <laughs> couples, $2,400. And then I believe for kids, when I looked on the website today, it said it wasn't a cap for kids, even though I thought it was a cap for kids. Mm -mm, it's but, an so that's good. So for kids, you get five hundred um, for kids. So I saw that apparently um, there was kind of like a bit—I won't say riot, but a little commotion. Well, not a little, a lot commotion. Was a couple, uh, it was a mess. It was on the news. Um, basically, these people went to the tax office and was like, "Hey, you stole our money." Um, today, the tax tracker came out to let you know, like, what when would you when you would get your stimulus um, check if it was on the way. Um, a lot of people had saw that the money had already been deposited into their account, but then when they checked their bank account, there was no stimulus packet. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so they went to the tax place. It was by crazy it happened in quincy which is not too far from tallahassee florida and then the other one happened in augusta georgia the police had to come there like these people were like going crazy this one lady was like i don't have a job they um i don't have a job another lady said they cut my hours girl they had the kids money. out there that, which i can understand their yeah. frustration yeah, because yeah. i know a lot of people who have gotten laid off or who's not working yeah. or hours and at the same time bills still have to get paid yeah. you still have to pay your rent you yeah. still have to pay your light bill you still have to pay your car note yeah. the world doesn't stop because uh because the pandemic you, you, you I mean, still have bills there have been a lot of resources though where like um, they're halting evictions. They're halting mm -hmm. um, mortgage payments. Right. Um, I know in St. Louis, um, Ameren UE, which is the electric company, like they're not cutting off people's lights. Mm -hmm. So maybe we need to um, just as a, you know, as a podcast and a resource, maybe we should come up with some resources for people so they know where to get some help from too. Because twelve hundred dollars for some people I know is a uh, a lot of money, especially if you have kids to feed mm -hmm. and things of the sorts, but it's not going to sustain you because nobody knows how long this is going to last, honestly. So that's not going to sustain you. And so um, what we'll do is we'll work within the next week um, in our Facebook group just to have some resources available to you guys of um, what things you may need banks are not advertising um like for people with mortgages i was reading some things like the banks mm -hmm. are not advertising you're gonna have to call so you're gonna have to call your light bill company call these places and find out what are they doing to help people that have been impacted by coronavirus yeah oh i can't respond yeah <laughs> because of the podcast <laughs> yeah, I, don't wanna, I don't want i don't want to be censored five minutes <laughs> it's getting real it's right. getting real um but no seriously so i i get it but people have been let me tell y'all at work i sit in the office with my door closed and i'm like i need that anyway just so i can concentrate on what i'm doing and chart it but when i tell you every five minutes and then a mom was leaving out she was like uh not to be nosy but my changes <laughs> so listen my mother does not she's not a big texter 
Mm-hmm. Um, if she does text me, it's just maybe to confirm something with um with my son or she needs me to do like an errand. So she texted me yesterday and it came on my watch and I'm thinking, uh-oh, what's going on? Because uh, my child had therapy yesterday morning. And I opened it. Well, I tapped on my watch. Girl, I got my check. I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> And my mom called me yesterday. She was like, you get your check? I was like, you were so nah. excited. <laughs> I was feeling some kind of way. I was like, first of all, we're going to alphabetical order because maybe I should have hyphenated my last name upon marriage. <laughs> Everyone needs their money. they like, I need my money. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I know that all three of us are on the front lines and we're still in position to be, you know, working and things like that. But for some people, you know, it's just that $1,200 is vital. And, you know, we were talking about before we hopped on just how, you know, they're considering doing $2,000 a month. And that's really how we're going to be able to maintain people. Right. I was reading about, you know, um, there was an article that talked about the, um, you know, the health implications and all of the medical stuff, that's how Corona has devastated us. But the economic devastation, it's going to ruin some people. There's a place, uh, me and Eve were talking, there's a place called Mellow Mushroom. It it was, it was like me and Eve's date spot, like (laughs) fire, right? It was like some of the best pizza I ever ate. They closed like the first week. They were like, we can't, we can't do this. And they shut down and they're not coming back. Yeah, it's a sad and a unfortunate thing and uh, something that has like really made me mad on here is a lot of people are saying like oh twelve hundred dollars isn't a lot these people should have been working or this or that it's a thing called poverty and you can't you can't help it these people may have jobs but they may only be getting paid maybe like 10 11 12 dollars an hour and living paycheck to paycheck it's hard to come out of poverty it it really is hard so we shouldn't be bashing anyone you don't yeah. know the situation yeah you don't know what they're going we're through. not in we're not in a time right now where it's time to be like oh you need to have a budget now there's so many levels to this and it's so deep and one thing that i think is like when we really dig into a lot of these things i mean we'll talk about and we'll have our conversation about like being black while like being black in coronavirus season mm-hmm. um you know we've seen about like um black men not wearing masks because they're afraid they're gonna be profiled and and, and, you know there's so many different complexities to our situations and right now is not a time where we should be shaming people because there's actually you are either it's not even necessarily people that are in poverty that are struggling the people that are in poverty are below the poverty line they get food stamps housing etc 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 it's not those people it's that in between in between middle class like i'm too rich for food stamps and assistance, uh-huh. but I can't pay my bills. Right. That middle ground, those people, mm-hmm. those are the people who are devastated right now. Exactly. You say I make too much to even get help, but mm-hmm. I make $10 an hour and I have three kids, mm-hmm. but you know, you, there are a lot of people, uh, one of my mentees, she was telling me, she was like, Miss Charlotte, she, she said, I would make more money not working. Mm-hmm. But I, I just can't live my life like that. Mm-hmm. Like I would, it is the way the system is set up. It is not for you to be able to get out of the situation because the right. second you start improving, now you make too much and you can't get any help. Or you know, like daycare is insane. The price is like, I'm gonna need a living nanny. We we call our mother. I was like, little girl, we know we plan to try to start having kids next year. 
are you committed to moving? <laughs> it is real. I was I was glad when my child transitioned to school age. Yeah, are you? It's it's expensive. So those people that are in the middle, they are struggling now. Could we all use some education and financial literacy and et cetera, et cetera? Absolutely. Even if you make tons and tons of money, you have to remember that if nobody is teaching the information, so instead of bashing these people, if you got it together, sis, do something. But it's like even the people, like you were saying, you can make $100,000 a year and still be broke. And I know someone who is doing it now, buying expensive cars, living beyond your means. So it doesn't matter how much money you make. What matters is how you you budget that money. Right. And if nobody's teaching, right. And if nobody's teaching that, because again, it's like where your values lie. So I get like, you know, when we look at, you know, my husband, he's in real estate. He talks about how we have to shift our money mindset because as, as African-Americans, we are consumers. When I tell you we consume so much, we are the top consumers, top consumers, top consumers. But then, you know, we're, you know, trying to get funeral funds on GoFundMe. And so we have to get some priorities in check. I agree. But now is not time in the middle of a pandemic to be coming for people's life right they just, they just like save save the judgment is not yeah. now it's not the time. Called for. it's and never it's, called for but it's not even judge, and it's not even judge it's not even judgment but if you're not going to do something like me and donna saw that there was a problem in healthcare, saw that there was a problem because our people were literally dying because of lack of knowledge and we're like you know what we're gonna do something uh-huh. so yeah it's a problem yeah we see it but if you see a problem and you don't say something you part are say something constructively, like let me host a free bucketing class. Even if you're not a financial educator, uh-huh. if you found a way or you have a template or something that you can share, do that. But to sit here and to condemn people, you don't have a heaven or hell to put them in. And that's yeah. my way for the day. Thank you. So either help or be quiet because everybody's out here like, where am I checking? I work I know I was like, where, let me tell you, I know I was like, where my check at? And I'm not, it's not, I'm not hurting or not, I'm not yes. struggling, but I was yes. like, where yeah. my check at? Where my money? money? I can put, <laughs> put it right up in my safe. Savings account. Like, I'm right. I'm not about to sit up here and act like, oh, I'm too good for $1,200. Let me get that. Sitting on my high horse. Oh no, thank you, Jesus. I'm taking $1,200. Amen. Okay. I tied my little $240. I was like, okay, in the Lord. Oh. My car will be paid off with that money. Yeah. Oh, amen. Yes, Prince. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that people, you know, we really have to have just better hearts for people. Like, if you know something, like share it. Either share it or shut up. And I don't say things like shut up all the time, but share or stop talking, bro. Like, I just do not like when people are like look at these people. Look at how are you helping, bro. Right. Okay. And stop being so judgmental. We yeah, as black people, know. and I'm gonna say it, we mm-hmm. are as black people are so judgmental against. Oh money. yeah, it's so horrible, mm-hmm. it's and right. it's it's mostly the black people online, but bashing each other for what? Here's, here's the thing, though. Too, it just we just have so we have made lots of progress. I have seen so many 
Like it has warmed my heart. I've seen so many leaders in the black community, mm -hmm. um, doctors, um, you know, as, but pastors, just people that are really out here doing things um, the right way. But then it is, you know, the perception is still the vast majority mm -hmm. of the people who are, um, you know, that have the Twitter fingers. Like, first of all, while you got all this time to comment, have you read a book today? <laughs> Let's start there. Let's just start there because the way your grammar is set up, I had to read this five times and my head hurts. So it's like, you want to judge? <laughs> just what? Like, I, sometimes I read that, I have to stay out of the comments. I'm like, huh? You know what? It don't even matter. <laughs> it <don't> even matter. <laughs> but yeah, like, there's just so much that we could do as a culture if we all got the right mindset. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you cannot blame, you don't judge other people and stop blaming people. We have to come out of that position. Oh, well, if Donna, Eve, and everybody else would have purchased or consumed my such and such. And I think even me, you had, we did a podcast about this on our, uh, on our show, Dope and Unfiltered, shameless plug, um, <laughs> about how, like, you can have a small business or a career or something, and just because I don't consume your product, it, it may not be for me. If you're family and friends or your target audience, I'm not the reason you're not successful. You are. Maybe it's yeah. just not that good. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Make me Maybe. Maybe you need to work on perfecting your craft more. I am not your target audience. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see me in the health group and your health is lit talking about I don't know, wrestling, it's not appropriate. I love wrestling, mm -hmm. but people in the group are not wrestling. Right. <laughs> They're here for health information. It's not appropriate. And it's not my fault that you're not successful. Maybe you shouldn't be, um, let's just, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna come off my tirade. I just, oh, it just, I, <laughs> but you have time to sit here and judge like, um, you know, for people who do have that time and you're in between jobs, there are so many people right now giving mm -hmm. out free education, free classes, enrollment to free things. Um, you can get, there's a thing called Skillshare. They don't, I mean, well, this isn't promotion, but I've heard a, a lot of people talk about Skillshare and how they pick up new skills. You can get two months for free. So right now, I think everybody is in a position of like, panic and like run me my check and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But instead of, instead of panicking, this is the time for you to pivot if you need to. Mm -hmm. Like if you have that extra time, instead of you panicking, you got to pivot okay. because if you have hours and hours to be doing a don't rush challenge and you out here like come on you on tiktok now okay doing the same channel okay like, <laughs> cool. right. but but what are you doing so that you protect your situation like even for me being a healthcare provider i had to talk to my husband i was like you know i feel like i would really feel some kind of way if we have babies right now, because I would be like, I'm not, I'm not leaving my kids. Second of all, I'm not about, I'm, you know, that risk of exposing them and et cetera, et cetera. And I have coworkers that are going through that. Some of them that are living, you know, by themselves um, down here with like no family and they don't have the, like, they don't have the alternative. So their kids are still going to daycare. And mm -hmm. it's just like, 
mm, I don't know, I don't want that to be a requirement of me. And I cannot help on the front lines, but I need to make sure that my family is secure. And so now even in my head, I'm pivoting. Okay, girl, what we gotta do so we can at least like, you know, for a nanny, get your mother, somebody to say something because if if this happens again or you know whatever i don't like that and i did that when i worked as a nurse in the hospital in the middle of a hurricane and i had to have a whole entire come to jesus with my management team at this hospital I was like it's just me my husband and my dogs y'all are telling me that they can't come even though it's for family and animals but if I, because i didn't have kids my my family wasn't important and i was like we we, we leave and it's just me and like, I'll be on the B team. I can help after the hurricane comes. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to work in the hospital for the rest of my life because when I have kids, I will not be put in a position where I have to make this decision. Yeah. But you can have a whole entire great career and still need to do some pivoting. So get out the comments and pivot. Find you something to do with yourself, as my dad would say. Find something to do. You need something to do. Because there's a lot to do, right? There's a lot. And I think that we're so busy panicking and doing all of these things when you just need to get it, you need to pivot and get in position. Right. Write a book. Like, like for real, you can write a book. I did this. You can write a whole entire book and publish it on Amazon for free and get royalties. Do something constructive with your time. Amen. All right. That's what I got. And the people, there was, two, there was a person in Florida and a person in another state where they went and pulled their money out of their bank account and it said they had $8.5 million. Oh yeah, I saw that. And that's where you'll check it. <laughs> because the IRS had accidentally put $8.5 million in their account. And the guy was like, I mean, I was shocked. It was kind of nice. He said it was kind of sad too to be a millionaire woman and broke the mess. <laughs> <laughs> The stimulus check has been really, you know, a hot topic. <laughs> I was like, if everybody, where, I was like, where y'all, like in my office, okay, everybody's talking about hollering about the stimulus check. Where are y'all about to go? Nowhere. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> where y'all going? Nowhere. Nowhere. Up here in Michigan, um, our stay home order was extended until the end of the month, and it has gotten a little bit more restrictive. Um like some of the things that we are not supposed to be doing anymore is traveling. If we have like two homes, we can't go between the two homes. We're not supposed to do that. Um, if you go to like Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot, you are only supposed to get the essentials. So paint, nope. Gardening stuff, mm-mm. Carpeting, nope. So all those home improvement projects that people thought they could do since they have all this time at home, mm-mm. I feel like you go and get all the stuff that you need, like for the whole project. Like, don't come on, bro. Now they stuck in your house now. Come on. Well, we got put on, we got even more grounded because we have to be in the house by nine o'clock or we're gonna get a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've gotten to that point yet. Um, you know, black folks, we 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 gonna do stuff. Some of our hey. people just just can't get it together. So Pensacola, they had a whole oh, the whole block party party. Did you yeah. see that? It was, it was dozens of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, why are we dying at an alarming rate? Well, some of us 
aren't following the rules. Some <laughs> don't think that this is real. And then I had a conversation with somebody that I love dearly. They're like, mm-hmm. this is a hoax. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me tell you it. <laughs> ain't no way. I can't yeah. have this conversation. Mm-hmm. But like, some of us don't believe. Some of us aren't heeding to the word. Some, mm-hmm. uh, some of us aren't. Um, some of us have really bad health issues. Right. Some of us, you know, social um, social determinants of health. Some of us can't afford to social distance because there's six of us living in a one bedroom apartment because we're those people stuck in the middle where we don't get enough for housing, but we aren't enough to keep our head above water. Right. It's a privilege to be able to social distance for some people. Mm-hmm. That's not everybody's. <laughs> that's right. not everybody's. So right. I guess I was like, it's so complex. Like it may be that they literally cannot be six feet apart from people because you have two and three generations living in one home mm-hmm. or they just don't believe it or black men are afraid to wear masks because they're getting followed around Walmart and they mm-hmm. may get shot. There was a doctor that was on the news in Miami. He, and I watched this video and I really try to stay on social media. He was helping the homeless. He was loading tents into his car because he built a, a little tent community. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're not doing enough to make sure that the homeless population are getting tested and are sheltered in somewhere mm-hmm. in Miami. This cop rolled up on him because mm-hmm. he, in front of his house, thought that he was offloading. Um, Brett, wasn't it like trash or something? Yes. Hmm. And then in handcuffs, you can see him yelling and fussing in his face. It wasn't until the doctor's wife came out and brought his ID. I had to just ask the question. And so the hashtag said, um, being black, like, coronaing while black or something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah. Even still, racism, like pandemics, <laughs> racism don't care about pandemics. Right. And so, like, yeah. There was a video of these two black boys that were being followed around Walmart. They're like, we're just in Walmart. The police officer made them leave the store. Hmm. That's why I have to stay offline because some of the stuff just break my heart. It, yeah. it is heartbreaking. So, okay, so do you get shot or do you get corona? Did you see the one about the doctor and the doctor <laughs> wife? And it was like, a, it was like a, a white guy, a white girl, and a black girl. And the doctor came up to them screaming. It was like, you guys are not supposed to yes, be. And he only, he only, he only, he only went to the black girl. He got on top of the black girl and it looked like that. He was choking her and stuff. No. Only the I black read, girl. I read that article. I did not watch the video. It was sad. Here. It was like sad. Mm-hmm. They ended up because of the guy, Sean King um he ended up like tracking everything down mm-hmm. and i think the doctor got arrested so yeah, it's assault yeah, yeah it's it's just sad and you know i get like my thing is like as a healthcare provider y'all are making me mad <laughs> i'm not gonna put my hands on people but you know i literally had um someone show up to my office and accompany somebody else to the office who just got tested four days ago and couldn't understand why you couldn't come in my office and oh I don't have a fever no more. <laughs> what part I just you and this person should not even be here uh-huh. because you got swabbed. I don't care if you feel better. Right. And I do. You are still you know, contagious. You still have the ick. But the babies that I see here, I'm, I'm, I'm in charge of. The other kids, the my staff, mm-hmm. me, my family, yeah. get out. It's not hard. Right. You were sick. Mm-hmm. You stay home. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And I think also just to to keep in mind, you know, 
our health disparities and there are so many of us who are in that in-between space that you just mentioned um and we are working those kinds of jobs like in the grocery stores um, housekeeping environmental services um in the restaurants fast food so we are getting exposed to it more because we work those jobs Mm mm-hmm yeah, so we it's a getting it at higher rates than everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There's so there's so many reasons. But yeah. the, the reasons that are preventable are really starting to grieve my spirit. Yeah. And right. You may get Peter instead of Jesus. I'm gonna start cutting yours off. Okay. Cool. Hey. I said stay home. so clearly there's more discussion that needs to be had about just all of the complexities like being black in a pandemic it's coming you'll have to bring Eve back too because there's just a lot like there's just a lot to unpack unpack. all right so let's talk to our mamas B I don't know why I like this song so much I've never (laughs) but I like it um okay so we're going to talk a little bit just about um pregnancy and COVID-19 like what you guys should know um I have friends of mine who are pregnant um I have you know young nieces and nephews and so to me I think that it's important especially not knowing how long you know this may take Mm-hmm. just to kind of ease the mind of some of those women who may be pregnant um, and just are really, really um, feeling an hyper, you know, hyper anxious in this season. Um, so right now, um, I have seen some reports about moms testing positive. And just because mommies test positive from what I've seen, sometimes babies are negative sometimes, you know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot that really goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just a little bit of information. So right now we don't currently know um, if pregnant people are at a greater risk. So being pregnant is not necessarily a risk factor for mm-hmm. you to get COVID-19. Um, but you are um, you are at risk as, you know, you're still at risk because if you get exposed to an asymptomatic, you know, asymptomatic carrier, mm-hmm. um, you can still get sick. And being pregnant does not keep you from having complications. I saw a news story about a woman who was in a medically induced coma and intubated, and she gave birth to her baby. Mm-hmm. So the body will still, body will still go and yeah. do and do LGC sections. But so it doesn't mean like just you don't have like extra immunity because you're pregnant, um, mm-hmm. but you're not also at, at extra risk either. So you still want to do those same things: shelter in place, wash your hands, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. Pregnant people have uh, changes in their bodies that may increase their risk for some infections, but it is not clear that COVID-19 is one of those things. Um, And you could be like, they say that you could have more serious course of the illness if you're pregnant. Um, So it's just something that you really want to make sure that you are watching. Um, So you want to avoid people who are sick, clean your hands, use hand sanitizer, um, and then as far as risk to the uh, pregnancy and the baby, um, pregnant people have had higher risk of severe, severe illness when, when infected um, with viruses in the same family as COVID-19 and other viral infections such as influenza. So it's just always important for you to protect yourself. Right. Yeah. 
So now we're going to switch our gear to the mother to child transmission. Um, so we know that mother to child transmission of COVID-19 during pregnancy is highly unlikely. But of course, after birth, a newborn baby is susceptible to the person to person spread. Just as if it was one of us, we would be susceptible to a person to person spread. And something what is kind of, so my cousin just had a baby. Right. And so we were freaking out because the baby Piper, she's, I don't even think she's a month old. And because she's a baby, her immune system isn't like ours. And it's, you know, it's not able to kind of fight like our immune system was. So we were kind of worried, telling her like, you know, you probably want to stay inside. You probably don't want to go out a lot because again, we don't know what other people are doing Yeah, mm -hmm. at their home. We don't know if that person is going out to the store every day. We don't know who that person is around. For instance, the bot parties, it's getting crazy, which is, you know, why I recently told her that you want to make sure that mm -hmm. you stay home. Yeah. Um, so there is a very small number of babies that have tested positive for the virus shortly after birth. Mm -hmm. But again, we don't, it is unknown if that baby got that virus before birth. With yeah. COVID, it's something that's kind of very fresh. So there's going to take a lot more research um, to really kind of figure out everything. Yep. Um, something else, the virus hasn't been detected um, in amniotic fluid or breast milk or the maternal samples. Again, it's going to take a lot more work and a lot more research. And a lot of people think like, you know, why haven't this been under control right now? It takes a lot of research. It takes time. It takes a long time. It it's not something time. that is going to happen every night. Right. Same thing with the whole virus. Oh, a virus should have been, a virus should have been, um, should have happened, you know, ASAP soon. Mm -hmm. That takes a while. Right. And I heard that it's well, going to probably. Right. So yeah, it's definitely going to take. Exactly. It's for a vaccine? Yes, it's not going to be here for. Let me tell you something. Well. I'm going to position myself. Y'all don't even get y'all flu shots. I don't want to hear <laughs> You know, I had a patient recently who said that she wanted her flu shot because of the coronavirus, yeah, and I'm like, because no, it, it sometimes <laughs> for stuff like that to happen, and mm -hmm. you know, just like when HIV/AIDS first happened, mm -hmm. it it was devastating. We unfortunately are behind the ball because we're behind the ball, and yeah. we're not going to. This isn't a platform where we're going to place blame and who do what, but. Mm -hmm. the, we're behind the ball as exactly. far as healthcare. So a lot of, that's why we're scrambling because we have never in our lifetime seen something like this mm -hmm. that's been devastating that mutates so quickly. That's what's so scary about it. Right. And like if healthcare people are like, hey, bruh, this is scary, you should be afraid too. Mm -hmm. Not afraid, but like you should, like you should take heed to what we're saying. And we're like, we actually have no idea. We're trying to figure out what is going on, mm -hmm. but it changes so quickly. So, if people who are trained professionals, um, like Donna, who you know has done years of epidemiology studies and you know doing all this, you know this and that. Me and Eve who've done all this clinical work, and right. like, if we are like, yo, this is the craziest thing we've ever seen. So right. don't be afraid because fear does not come from the Lord, but. You guys should take heed. Y'all should be like, oh, well, this is serious. Right. They feel like they don't know what they're doing. That's like the bus driver being like, I don't really know how to drive this. Like, what? <laughs> what? We, we gotta pull it together. Right. Yeah. Like, we in healthcare tend to set the tone. 
set the tone in a sense. I was um, mm-hmm. talking with one lady before things really got real. Mm-hmm. Um, back when we were pretty much comparing coronavirus to the flu. And we're talking and she's like, you know what? Because you're calm, I'm going to be calm and I'm not going to panic. And I'm like, yeah. okay. She's yeah. like, because she's like, you, you're in the hospital, you're a nurse. So if you are okay, then I'm okay. Yeah. But now we have nurses on Facebook and they're in tears. They're about to break down. Yes. There's that potential PTSD because it is stressful. So yeah. So if we're freaking out, yeah. Thank you, Siri. I keep trying to, and I also, too, and I think that says a lot, just like to be in a position like um, we're seen as leaders. Like, so if you're in management, Donna, I know that you deal with people in the day to day. You're triaging these people. Mm-hmm. We have to remain. There's a level of calm that you have to keep. If right. we all go running to the code and all the nurses like, <laughs> like the patient dies. Yeah. So there are times when stuff is like really, really bad. And I'm like, mm hmm. Okay, and then by the time after the code, we're like, shake. <laughs> like, right, right. That's what happens. Because right now, I gotta save this baby's life. Chest compression, one, two, three, breath, one, two, three. I'm trying to do what I need to do. After the code, you feel like you wanna vomit. So I can imagine those nurses because that feeling, it kind of like changes the mood for your whole shift. If that's happening to every single one of your patients, yeah. That is intensely traumatic, right. intensely traumatic. So we want to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And I have a friend of mine who's going to come over and talk about mental health and pandemic. It's going to be lit. Um, but you want to make sure too, you know, that even for our staff, like I had to have a conversation with a staff member just because she's like, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious. And instead of me going, yeah, girl, and feeding into that, and, you know, she's asking me, do you think it's me and me? Do you think it's that? And I said, you know what? Honestly, I can't take that position mm-hmm. because it don't matter if it was made in the lab or if Vini Vini Viki, it just came out of thin air. It's mm-hmm. here. It's and here. so now we can't focus on that. We have to focus on how do we stay safe? How do we keep our patients safe? And how do we maintain a level of peace? That, that's it because it's here. So it, us debating about, you know, I said, and I get it. You want to know? I said, but do you really want to know? Right. <laughs> it's killing people it's devastating our country and so what are we going to do to help she's like you know i'm so happy i talked to you but if you know as us being leaders in the community we can have those conversations and address those fears i had to use my i have allergy induced asthma i had to use my inhaler and i think i texted you i was like i had to use my inhaler. <laughs> let me take my temp real quick and my temp, my temp was like 99 and i was like it's over. <laughs> I was like, okay, 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 okay. Pull it back together, Charla. I was like, you know what? There was a meme that I saw the other day, and it said, every time I get a symptom, I don't know if I have five days to live or if I need to take a clarity. Exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Let me just, I was like, let me just settle down, get from under this heated blanket. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to recheck my temperature in an hour. And I took it again and it was fine. And it just was my allergies. But because I work where I work, like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, the first thing that in my head happens to my husband. He's not, you know, he's not well versed. He would have to go in the hospital by himself. And blah, 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 blah. hold on, hold on. It's, yeah, it's easy to jump. Yeah, it is. So I get it. So I, you know, I, I get it. But you cannot take that position. You literally will go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, we're driving stuff crazy, and of course, because information changes daily with the CDC yes. on the website. So, oh it's like, 
something new I see now, which I don't know if it's true, was that, oh, now the sole of your shoes, um, when you come in your house, you need to take your shoe out the door because you possibly could be tracking the disease on the sole of your shoes. So I'm just like, I try to stay off social media a lot because of all the crazy stuff that's going on. Yeah. Trump and his shenanigans. Yeah. 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 Things that are unverifiable. Right. Yeah. Not backed by any kind Here's of... The thing. I would say, to me, and Eve, you may, you may or may not echo this sentiment. Me being a nurse, we've been leaving our shoes outside. Been asked blood who like at the when i work in like even now my clinic shoes stay downstairs by the back door yeah you don't need to be all up and through this house and i don't even have kids yet <laughs> it just it's gross mm-hmm. step on stuff stepping in stuff step on the gauze but yeah <laughs> clinic shoes are gross right i think for a lot of people like for healthcare providers you know i think like we've been we've been as soon as i come home from the hospital out of these like this is gross don't sit on the bed don't sit on the couch Ugh. Nothing. Nothing. And then yeah. to talk to about um your cousin with the baby that's one month, make sure that um you know call call your pediatricians um when you have your babes. And a lot of us, I know even for us, we have some clinics where only babies are going that are well babies, and then we have other clinics for kids and families that have other needs. Not necessarily that they have coronavirus, but just we're not intermingling the two. And so babies are going to go here. Mm-hmm. And others are going to go, you know, to these others, to these other centers. And we're, we're even still, we still have things in places to make sure that the kids stay safe and people stay safe at the other centers. But for your cousin, she, you know, she should ask her pediatrician, what are they doing? So that way she doesn't have to be, you know, afraid to take baby in for her, phys- you know, for her checkups and things like that. Just ha- having that conversation um, and providing that reassurance. A lot of us are offering telehealth now so she may need something for the baby and instead of being afraid and not going she can call and say hey you know can i set up a telehealth appointment so just making sure you know to give her those resources because it can be scary having a tiny human in this crazy it's already scary this crazy world period but now it's just it's like there's so many uncertain things right it is speaking of that the um hospital that i work for now um because newborns have to be seen by the pediatrician one to two days after leaving the hospital so um we have set up a mobile unit just for the newborn check so they're not taking the babies into like the um the clinic office where there may be some other sick children or anything like that and the mobile unit is just to do the newborn visit so that's actually really nice that they have set that up yeah so that way the babies can get the jaundice checks and the weight checks they need without you know exposing well But we do feel the exposure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I so I know one thing, um, my cousin, she is nursing, she's breastfeeding her Mm -hmm. newborn baby Piper. So as we know, breast milk provides Piper. I call her Miss P. I call her Miss P Piper. Yes, we love, oh, I love baby names that are, that make sense. Piper, Miss P. So she's nursing, she's breastfeeding. So we know that um, breast milk provides protection against many illnesses and is the breast source of nutrition for most infants. Breast is best. Yes. So we do know that. um, However, if you are breastfeeding and you have been diagnosed with um, COVID-19, the best thing that's going to be for you is to talk to your healthcare providers um, to let you know if you should continue breastfeeding or if you haven't. 
um, started breastfeeding and you want to breast, breast, breastfeed, that's something you should talk to um, your provider about. Mm -hmm. um, however, again, there isn't really a lot of studies and there's been limited studies. Um, and we really don't know if COVID-19 um, can be detected in breast milk. Um, which is why you need to talk to your providers. And that's one thing that we have always said on Your Health is Lit mm -hmm. is advocated for having that relationship with your providers. Mm -hmm. If you don't know something, call yeah. your provider, ask them. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So we want to continue to promote that. But if you are breastfeeding and you are sick, um, something that you need to make sure that you're doing is wearing that face mask. Yeah, is better than nothing. I hear the chats about, oh, I don't have an N95 mask. I don't have anything where something mm -hmm. is better than nothing. You also want to make sure that you are washing your hands really well before the feeding. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that you want to do. Yeah. If you are sick and you choose to express breast milk, you want to make sure that you have a dedicated breast pump. Yeah. Um, for yourself, you want to make sure again that you are washing your hands before touching any part of the pump or the bottle parts before express breast um, before expressing breast milk. Mm -hmm. And you want to also make sure that you're following your recommendations for proper proper pump cleaning after each use and cleaning all parts that come into contact with that breast milk. So again, making sure that you are practicing proper hand washing hygiene. I, it is so important. And sometimes I have to think, I never knew how many times I want to touch my face. Yes. Yeah. And I'm always cautious right now. My phone, I go yes. my hand, and then when I open the refrigerator and I'm getting something to eat, I wash my hands again. I think I've been washing my hands so much. I be carrying lotion in my purse now. You do it, girl. Yeah, like, all of our hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you yeah. want to hands or do you want to be intubated? I agree. Okay. Bring on the ashy hands. Okay, Vaseline does wonders. <laughs> 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 okay, so... Eve, we have just like some questions, you know, we you, you talked about, you know, the risk for moms, mm -hmm. um, talked about, you know, breastfeeding, it is kind of some of that basic stuff, um, but we really wanted you to be able to come on and just kind of share, because you do this day to day on the mother baby unit, mm -hmm. um, what should a mom expect? You know, people have their birthing plans. They have all of these different things that mm -hmm. they, you know, are, ex you know, what to expect when you're expecting what you really just, you never know. Mm -hmm. okay. Nobody expected a pandemic in the middle of being pregnant. Right. So we're hoping that through asking, you know, having this dialogue with you, that we can just bring some comfort to some of these mommies mm -hmm. who need help. <laughs> right. So right. Um, can you just provide some insight on what, moms who are close to delivering um, can expect when they come to the hospital? Like what may be different than what um, they may have heard or from their friends' experiences who have had babies previously without this added, um, you know, this added circumstance? Okay. Um, first, I'll just say that, you know, pregnancy itself is one of those just hyper states where everything is elevated because you're trying to sustain life for this little one. So you have like the increase in blood flow and the increase in, in, um, 
in fluids, increasing this, increasing that. So that is part of the reason why pregnant women um, are more at risk for, you know, developing like complications or having their disease course be a little bit more severe, um, just because it's just the state of being pregnant. So um, just throwing that out there. But as far as going to the hospital itself goes, really the level of care is the same. You're in there to have a baby. Um, the doctors are not going to um, change their plan to do what's best for baby. So I believe I heard someone say once, oh, they're probably not trying to cut anybody. No, if you need a C-section, you're going to get a C-section. Okay. That's, that's going to happen. If you've got some kind of condition where you cannot deliver vaginally or something's going on with that baby that could um, harm baby or mom, you're going to get cut. So that's not going to change. Um, neither are they rushing to cut everybody. If you can push the baby out, push them out. <laughs> so that itself will not, it hasn't. Birthing plans will probably have to be amended. I know some moms or parents um, will have very detailed birth plans. And it's not like they can't be accommodated. But I think the biggest change is the number of support people. Um, are allowed. I know that there was a concern that moms are having to give birth alone. That's not necessarily true. There is one support person that is allowed to be with mom. Each hospital will vary as far as if that support person can come and go or if they have to stay the entire time um, and only go out for short periods um, just to pick up food or take a bathroom break, things like that. So it, it depends on the healthcare organization. Okay. Um, other things to expect, maybe some of the amenities will change as well, um, at least with um, where I'm at. The photographers are not considered essential, so you cannot get newborn pictures. That's not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> um, and even WIC. We have WIC. Um, of our, we have a few WIC employees that were on site. They will process WIC or they will update if it's um, an existing case and they just need to add the baby and get them their benefits before they go home. WIC people are not there anymore either. Um, but we have come up with a plan to get that information to WIC so they can get their benefits as soon as possible because there are some patients uh, that will need that additional assistance and they will right. need it quickly, um, especially if they... Um, if they are formula feeding and they um and for whatever reason they're not choosing to um, breastfeed their babies so that we we have found a way to still provide that resource for them to get what they need for their um, babies as soon as possible okay. um did i cover everything i didn't even think about the photographers yeah so i was off for two weeks um for my birthday i was at home long story i, I I won't digress and go down there. We were supposed to be in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> but I still took my time off. I came back and one of my moms was like, so where's the photographer? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and the unit secretary was like, yeah, no more photographer. No, no more. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, you know, I didn't think about that, and I just, I guess, I feel better knowing that, um, you know, moms aren't having to deliver alone because you hear about people, you know, I had to take my such and such to the emergency room and just drop them off, and mm -hmm. so, um, 
and that was my question too like so can the dash just like come and go come and go and so the biggest thing is just whatever hospital you are planning on delivering at you want to call them exactly. uh, well ahead of time not when you in between contractions the day of. Yeah. <laughs> you want to call them now start making those phone calls to you know find out what things have changed mm -hmm. can i have a support person because you may need to pack a bigger bag you may right. need you know, come up with some alternatives mm -hmm. if you don't want to be flustered in the midst of trying right. to Right, right. And you definitely want to as give yourself some time to get in touch with um, the hospital or triage or L&D to find out what that visitor policy is and get familiar with it because some hospitals may be more restricted than others. There, while one hospital might say it's okay for dad or your support person to go home and take a nap and come back, some of the hospitals say, nope, once you're here, you're here. And if you leave, you That's can't it. come back. Yeah. yeah, so you need so, to get those details. Plan for that, especially if the support person still has a job to go to. He or she may not be the appropriate support person in, in that situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get as much information as you can and definitely understand it. Some hospitals will not allow you to swap out your visitors. So, okay, dad's going to go downstairs and auntie's going to come up. No. No, because you're not exposing, because there's that risk of exposure. If you're allowing one person to come down and one to come up, you can't do that. We're, we're in a pandemic and so many things are unknown. Right. The best way I heard it is like we're trying to fly, fly the plane and build it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Everything is constantly changing. Yeah. Okay. So I think that kind of goes into our next question, because I remember seeing on the news where like a mother was... Um, about to deliver her baby and the dad came to the hospital i believe he either had had been diagnosed with COVID 19 mm -hmm. and hadn't told anyone or either he had the symptoms and he came to the hospital didn't tell anyone they didn't mm -hmm. find out until after which kind of is a scary thing and it leads me to this question what mm -hmm. precautions are mother baby units taking to ensure the safety of mom and baby okay so um the visitor restriction is probably the biggest one just allowing that one support person to be the only one that is with mom um during her hospital stay um another are they doing thing, okay i'm sorry are they doing temperature checks like for yep, the i was leading right into that and so this will be hospital wide that the employees the visitors before you even get in the front door or the side door or whatever you are getting your temperature check they are doing like a quick assessment asking you if you're having any kind of symptoms at all and turning you away if your temp is too high um or if you say um or if you are symptomatic yeah and um also if we detect that the support person is symptomatic um then I, I believe in one situation um they did send that person home and said you can't return to the unit um so we're taking precautions like that um is there a specific temperature as far as for the visitor where if you have this temp you can't come in or is it i believe it is at a hundred even okay. as they're saying yeah, yeah. Because yeah, even though that's not like your true tip, no, yeah. Like, for us, if you so, even me being a provider, I cannot come into the building into my temperature is being checked, and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm exactly. like, ain't nobody gonna see what I'm in check. Um, but if even if we hit 99, you hit 99, okay, yeah. you, you stay out here. Um, we're gonna holler back at you in about 
15, 20 minutes, we could check, check, they check it a different way. So they were using the scans. Mm -hmm. um, even if you hit 99, we're verifying with a second temp. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, because ours is 99. Once yeah. you hit 99, we give you about, like you said, maybe 10, 15 minutes to kind of cool off, you know, drink water and stuff, and then recheck it. But after 99, mm -hmm. and you recheck it again, it's 99, sis, you might as well just go home. Good idea. <laughs> I love it. Like in Florida, I see how that makes sense because it's hot. Yep, year round for the most part, and that little walk can definitely raise your temperature. Yeah, it, will. Um, yeah, it, it, it is so cold in the D. So if you're 99, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you're 100. Okay. Goodbye. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what would you say, Eve, to um, mommies that are like, I'm scared. I'm not coming in here to have my baby. Like I'm scared. I'm scared to come in here um, because of all the risk. There's sick people in the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to them? Um, definitely it's okay to be anxious. Absolutely. You know, it's a, a, it's an emotional time because you're having a baby and you know, you got hormones and everything happening. And, and so you're just going to be emotional just because so having that level of anxiety is totally fine. Um, however, the, um, unit is clean. We are, um, environmental services people they're still coming and they're getting the rooms um cleaned out and they are doing everything they can regardless of the um the healthcare organization to decrease the risk so if they're containing any pregnant covid patients within a certain area um of the unit of course if they are severe then they're going to go up to icu absolutely um but they're doing everything they can just to maybe keep them in negative pressure rooms or if the unit is split then if anyone's positive they're going to be on one side and they're just not going to have them spread throughout so okay. they're going to try to contain them as much as they can okay. and um and have all of the precautions in place just to make sure they're not exposing anybody else like walking in the hallways or things like that Mm -mm, you, you, you gotta stay in there so yeah it's definitely okay to be um anxious but we are really doing everything we can to yeah. contain it because unfortunately so women are are getting yeah. COVID 19. they are so but it is safe you guys to go to the hospital um you hear i feel like me being a former NICU nurse the two things that would make me cringe from the depths of my soul it's like we got a, a full-time kid coming in the words birthing center <laughs> and i'm like oh oh no or you know like our home birth not that those things are bad that they were doing them for centuries but when they go bad it's really bad when they go bad and you're not in the appropriate place mm -hmm. <laughs> and so some of the kids like i'm like oh oh no, this is going to be bad because we don't have, you know, there's no IV, like there's nothing, you know, nothing started because they were already not in, um, you know, over next door. Like they're coming from a birthing center and the baby was unresponsive and they're down and they've been down for, you know, for a while. So please don't try to like, you know, I'm going to check it out, have my baby out. Don't, especially if you're a first time mom, please do not do that. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Just safe to have baby babies <laughs> um in the hospital it is are y'all letting doulas still come in i'm sorry say it again doulas like you know somebody has a doula oh. 
Are the doulas still allowed to come? I believe they are. Okay. I will have to double check. Yeah, it probably is like hospital, like depending on the hospital policy that if your doula will count as one person. Because even me being a nurse, I completely plan on having a doula. Oh, yes. I yeah. would definitely advocate. Yeah. Yeah. If, I could, if I had to do it over again, I would have gotten a doula. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, even, you know, husbands, they be trying. But. <laughs> Or not. Or not. For the most part. But you know, but it, you know, again, just having the advocate. So when I say home birth and burden center, that doesn't mean that it can't happen. It can't happen successfully. But if I have, I worked at, you know, I would tell people like, Nikki's like, what's the worst that could happen? That's why I work and I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be devastating. The families. So don't make that decision based out of fear. If your plan was not already to have, um, your baby at a birthing center at home, do not switch your plan. Okay, the same Drake, we ain't flipping the switch. Don't do it. Right. Don't so do it. You keep your prenatal visits. Don't just stop coming. Yes. Don't, yeah, don't, don't go and get your prenatal care because you don't want to put your baby at risk. Um, there was a patient recently, I'm not even sure what reason she decided to stop her visits. I don't know. At 30 weeks, the baby was small for gestational age and wound up going to NICU because the baby could not hold her sugar. It will go up. Nine babies babies in the ICU. (laughs) Oh, prenatal prenatal care is critical. You can't see in there. Right. Right. And perhaps had she continued to um, make her visits, it is possible that the baby still might have been small. It could have been tiny, but we could have expected it. Right. Right, and probably educated better on what could possibly happen because she, it, it took a few times. She still didn't quite understand why the baby had to go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Please, so don't switch, don't switch your plan. Go to the hospital says yeah. what you were planning. Mm-hmm. So we know that being a new mom can be a lot and postpartum depression mm-hmm. is real. And if our listeners don't know what that is, it's um, depression that occurs after childbirth. And those who develop postpartum depression are at a greater risk of developing major depression later on in life. Um, so with the whole COVID-19 going on and we're really trying to social distance from each other and just kind of stay in our own little bubble, how can family members support new moms even though they may not be able to come around physically um, and visit that mom and new baby? Mm-hmm. In this case, technology is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You've got FaceTime, you have Duo, Skype, zoom there's so many ways to visit mom and baby without actually having to physically come into the hospital um even though it's a new normal for right now um of course you want to just go and see baby and and hold and you know love on baby don't don't kiss them though um put that out there um so it's taking some adjusting for, you know, grandma and cousin and little brother. No, you can't see the baby right now because you don't want to expose the baby or mom to, um, to COVID-19. So, um, so yeah, virtual visits, uh, FaceTime, some other ways they can support. Um, they can have food delivered to the hospital. Yeah. Um, 
like my my hospital we um used to have a room service menu that has stopped um everyone's getting pretty much a standard tray there's still some accommodation for allergies um and things like that but for the most part you get what you get mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they really yeah. I hate hospital food yeah i've had a couple of where it's been delicious it's bad not all of it is bad no, no. not all of it because no. i heard the st louis children i was like i'm gonna get fat we got dairy queen in here <laughs> and pizza hut well, well my well my sister had um my niece ryan she i was i was working and um i ended up being like pizza i was like we got pizza hut down here y'all st joseph's north oh that food is slaps like they're they are starting to have I wish I come in because I, I, I like I would spend my whole check in the cafeteria. Right. Wait, in St. Joe, St. Joseph's Maine. Um, let me tell you that French toast was blessed by the right hand of Jesus. I am convinced that and look, I will never forget. Um shout out to Rob. They used to work at St. Louis Children's, or I think he may still be there. I don't know. But when I used to come down. For my omelet in the morning, he already knew. He was like, <laughs> I'm like, delicious. I don't ever, I was like, I don't even really, I had just started eating like eggs and stuff. Like, I was like, I don't even really do this. But <laughs> you put the cheese on top and inside. Good day. Nurses like to eat a lot. If we do. That's all we have. <laughs> Especially night, man, down a night shift. I'm like, man, they got Jilly's cupcakes down there. Listen, that's why night shift is the devil. It is. For all the cool kids play, but you also would get five pounds in diabetes <laughs> and the sugars. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so like delivering food, mm-hmm. um, FaceTime, virtual calls. Um, let's say that grandma. You know what's a good idea? Like let's say grandma, lives, you know, maybe living in the house, but can't come up to the hospital. Like do the laundry, sis. Like just take care of. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot too for me. My family members, they call and check on me. Um, mm-hmm. My grandma, I love, oh, yeah, no, I love my grandmas. But my grandma's like, how you doing? Do you need anything? I need you to stay in the house. Right. <laughs> right. If you right. can do that, that's, that'll bless me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, just, and you want, like, take care of yourself. So take care of yourself. You know, if you're able to do things, if you're living within this mm-hmm. house, but that's a good idea, having Food delivered, even having food delivered um, when they get home. Um, home. Yeah, because you can use like shipped. Um, when my Gigi passed away, uh, Eve was a blessing. It was like, don't worry about food. And then next thing I know, somebody rang a the doorbell. There was fried chicken and red velvet cake from Publix, and I just was crying. <laughs> but like, so you can, <laughs> and and it was like a card. So they will do. Um, a lot of delivery services are still um, going. And they're doing um, touchless delivery, mm-hmm. uh, so you can you can still have that. Where you send uh, a congratulations card, have them pick up a gift card for you. They, yeah. um, the ship person even signed it for uh, even her son. The my condolences card. Like so, there are still things that you can do to right. let them know you love them. You're thinking about them. Right. Um, but stay home. Right. Basically, and you know what, and you bring a of a good point that even if you cannot go into the hospital and see mom and baby, you can help maybe get their house ready. Do something, you know, if the crib has been put together yet, hook them up. 
<laughs> so that's that way that's not something else that they're stressed about doing yeah. um you know with this new baby and maybe they weren't as prepared as they should have been and so there's stuff that's undone yeah. um or you know make sure maybe get the house cleaned out you know there's other little things that you can do without having to physically be yeah. there yeah. with mom and baby yeah. because when it i call actually be helpful and beneficial to them yeah. When I called and asked my grandma, I said, what do you need? And when I tell you, we went shopping on Amazon. So Amazon, like, you know, if they, they, if they need anything, diaper wipes. And in two days, she had the whole store at her house. I was like, what else? Because you ain't going to Walgreens. You know what I said? Instacart, because you know Instacart. you're going to one of your groceries. Yes, I did. Look, Walmart groceries, they, they're they not even doing Walmart groceries. Instacart is, Instacart is booming right now. Hmm. Well, a lot of people are doing that. So, okay, people, if you are in between and you have a vehicle, Instacart shipped. Yeah. Hmm, get out here. And really, that is probably a, something to consider because I did ship for almost a year. Um, I no longer do it, not in a year and a half. I still have the app on my phone. And just out of curiosity, I just said, let me see how many open orders are out there today. A thousand. It's a lot. A thousand it's, open it's orders. Where's so like that backed up is that yeah. bad yeah. backed up yeah. yeah okay so so um i brought up a good point about like postpartum depression mm -hmm. baby blues things like that um what are some symptoms that mommies should be aware of mm -hmm. uh, that are like kind of like normal baby blues mm -hmm. versus postpartum depression mm -hmm. and then um you know should mommies kind of be more aware and more in tune with just the added increased stress of a pandemic happening. Okay. So with the um, baby blues is usually shorter term, maybe a few weeks. So just be, perhaps being a little bit more emotional or tearful than normal, maybe a little snappy with baby daddy or husband. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> um, and, and I think just the um, just that overwhelm for the first few weeks that now you have this little, little tiny human mm -hmm. speak to you. The only way they know how to communicate is to cry. <laughs> right. Right. And then trying to figure out that, that maybe. Um, just all those unknowns. Am I doing it right? You know, I don't want to break the baby or <laughs> is it eating enough? Things like that. And then that can be heightened if there isn't the level of support, um, you know, with, with helping baby. Right. Um, but when it could potentially be postpartum depression is if those feelings are going longer than a couple of weeks. Um, or you feel like, um, you can't really connect with the baby. Um, sometimes that happens right away. I've had some moms I've been kind of concerned, just flat affect and won't okay. really want to hold the baby. Or some, it may happen a little a little bit later on. Um, but postpartum is pretty much going to look the same as your um, regular or major depression, um, just with the fatigue. And sometimes we can kind of mix that up with just being tired from having the baby because right. he's up or she's up all night and you're not getting enough sleep, but you just kind of have to be mindful. So the fatigue, the increased irritability, um, uh, no, 
very little energy, lack of interest in lack of interest in your baby or doing things in general. Um, thoughts of that you might feel worthless, and of course, you get to the extreme where you where you start have like those suicidal um, um, ideation. Alrighty. Yeah. yeah, or so if you feel like you want to hurt yourself or your baby, right? Seek help right away because sometimes you can have like postpartum psychosis, and you hear about these moms doing, you know, unthinkable things to their babies. So please, just you know, on top of the stress of us being in a pandemic, um, there are people who may be dealing um, with depression, and so I think the, the term self care gets thrown around way too loosely. Like it's more than like you literally now cannot go get your nails done. It's mm -hmm. not self care. Self-care is saying, you know what, I usually do breastfeed every three hours, but today you're about to get this pump milk, your daddy about to feed you, and I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to sleep. I need to eat. I need I need five minutes to let you just sit in this crib and just, you can go ahead and keep speaking in tongues. I'm going to be out here on this back porch. Give <laughs> me a couple minutes of rest. <sighs> because that, hap you know, that happens. It doesn't make you bad, a bad mom, if you can just, like, they be crying. <laughs> like, it make you a bad person just to be like, you know what? Let me leave you here in this crib, secure, rails up. Ain't no, like, nothing's gonna happen besides you're either gonna get tired. <laughs> or not for an extended period, but just five minutes on the back porch, say a prayer, take some deep breaths. Like, that is not bad. No. But if you ever feel like you wanna hurt yourself or your baby, that is a time to get immediate intervention. Mm -hmm. immediate yep and take it seriously if you are noticing those symptoms do not brush it off um because it's not it's it's abnormal it's an abnormal response so you just to be mindful of it and you may have some additional stressors like a pandemic that could trigger it or bring it on or make it more elevated yeah. um so yeah it's it's important to keep all that in mind don't ignore your symptoms i tell all the moms if something does not seem right does not feel right for you or baby yeah call your provider yeah and no this, is, this is not the time um so our show is for everybody but we really do focus on minority health mm -hmm. and um particularly you know black and brown people let me tell y'all what this season is not for being the strong black woman you don't have to you can drop that I be taking naps now. I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. Nap, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never took naps before, but I just, I've been more tired. And instead of me being like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta do this, I gotta write this paper. Like, I, on Sunday, I wrote a paper for the day that it was due. I never do that. But I sure needed that nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nap first, paper after. I don't even care right now. <laughs> like, so you don't have to have it all together. And mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, because we do that too much. And then we like, oh no, I'm just more tired and just more this. And really those are signs and symptoms of depression. You yeah. do not have to, that doesn't mean every time you're tired, you're depressed, but right. listen to your body. Mm -hmm. um, and you know if something is going on with you. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you notice that you are doing the things that to make you say less tired, that's the best exam example to go back to. If you're you're trying to get more sleep, but you're still tired. If you are, drinking a two liter of pepsi and you're still tired and things like that all the precautions that you're taking you're trying to exercise more mm -hmm. then that's probably a sign that you've got something else going on that needs to be addressed yeah mm -hmm. 
Yep. Yeah, definitely not, not the time to be superwoman. These are, I'm starting to hate this phrase, unprecedented times, because <laughs> everyone's <laughs> saying it, but it's true. That's what we're in. So you can't, you can't do it all, especially with a new baby. And if you got other kids at home and they don't go to school no more, <laughs> you have been thrown into the homeschooling and teaching is not your, uh, not your ministry. Oh, come on, we're not your ministry. <laughs> you don't have to do all the things. It's okay. Don't. They don't have to have a strict routine and this, that, and the other. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, take care of your baby, but also take care of yourself. You, you won't be any good to the baby if you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. So I have one more question for you. Um, So right now we're kind of living in a time that is unknown. Unprecedented. (laughs) Right. Unknown. Shot every time you hear unprecedented. Unprecedented, unknown. People are living in fear. A lot of stuff. We really don't know when everything is going to go back to normal. And it still won't be normal. No, and it's no, not, I think no. we're gonna we're gonna have a new normal. I yeah. it's gonna be normal. I was like, it's not going back to this. Yeah. It's gonna Changing. be like a post nine eleven. It's gonna yeah. be a new normal. It's gonna be a new. It's, we're, we're walking into a new season. Yeah. yeah, we are really living in a time where it's kind of like really everything is in shambles. No one knows what to do. Right, it's just so much going on. And this one thing is being rammed down your your throat every single day. So yeah. the other night. <laughs> I woke up to Yahoo News mm-hmm. talking about the tornadoes that just went through um oh, went through the area. And I'm like, even though this sucks because people have lost their homes, uh-huh. it's nice to see some news about something that's not the coronavirus. Something <laughs> else. <laughs> Everything is cold. Yes, tornadoes. <laughs> Weather, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> we really don't know so what advice would you give um advice any other tips to our listeners um for new moms about maternal health especially because like you said right now the kids aren't in school so you may have that new mom who has came home with the newborn baby Mm -hmm. she has five other kids Mm -hmm. she's trying to home five four three six she's trying to homeschool she's trying to homeschool them she's trying to make sure that they're okay she may be a single mom not living may not be with the father so Mm -hmm. it's really her and maybe a friend who can come over and check up on her what would you just what tips would you give for just new moms or just in general maternal health Mm -hmm. I think we can just go back to the last point that this is not the time to be superwoman. Yeah. So ask for help. Yeah. If you know you're drowning, you don't have to, you don't have to sink. Reach out to your support system. If you got that good friend who will just go ahead and cook you up a meal real quick and just leave it on the porch so you can respect social distancing. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is totally acceptable. Um, let me see what else could we do. Oh, the Facebook groups. Don't they have a lot of the Facebook yeah. groups for, for new, like new parentings or uh-huh. stuff like that? And homeschooling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of um, resources out there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also, uh, I think we, we mentioned earlier about just getting in touch with the hospital um, to find out what this new normal <laughs> during the admission process is going to be because the more information that you have, 
then I think that can alleviate some of the the panic or fear if you're if you equip yourself with the knowledge that you need. Right. Um, reaching out to with to the provider um, if necessary. Um, let's see. We could also um, again self care. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you're just taking care of your of yourself as as best you can. Take a social media break if you need it, because that can make things. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. It, it's so many conspiracies and false information out there. There's a lot. That you, you've got to know when to say, okay, I'm done with Instagram or Facebook yeah. for today. No more. Yeah. Especially because everything you see is coronavirus. coronavirus. No, you got to say it right. Y'all gonna put some respect. Coronavirus. <laughs> it's the only joy I get. Out of, like I it's the only thing that I have right now. <laughs> it's getting real. You know, we're in meetings. I no longer hear like coronavirus. Like, coronavirus. Like oh, here's Cardi B. I don't know why. <laughs> it's stuck in my head. Yeah. But I, you know. This is just, I'm so grateful that we're able to have this platform and to be able to do this and to share our knowledge. And mm-hmm. we talk about three different terms. We saw y'all got all of you today. Um, but it's just those things that are so needed. And even for us, um, this is, pin, you know, kind of pent up because I'm able to have a, you know, a more um, free conversation here amongst my, you know, amongst my friends mm-hmm. than I would with my, you know, my coworkers. Like, that's not the time. It's not appropriate for me to be like, nurses out here crying. Like, I've seen so many videos of like my, you know, like these are my, my comrades, like nursing is one of those things. It breaks my heart, like, yo. And so even though their experiences are real, Mm -hmm. I don't have to be a part of them. Like I I, I see another video with a nurse, like I just don't even watch it because a lot of times, especially in the age of social media, we keep re-traumatizing ourselves. Yeah, exactly. um, we keep reintroducing exactly. the trauma, reintroducing the trauma. That's why I, it's hard for me to watch videos of kids like you know people come up they mistake grandma stuff. It's my grandma. Like it's yeah, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. even like with the stuff that happened with Kobe Bryant, which now seems like it happened twenty five years ago. And no, right? And that was January. Yes, <laughs> I'm like twenty twenty has been the longest year. That in four months, I have no idea. Take me back yeah. to 2019 or take me to 2021, please. Yeah, I was like, I ain't going backwards, but I, I need to move forward. Yeah. Anyone who needs a ride to 2019, <laughs> I, need, I need a ride to 2021. <laughs> I ain't going back, but I will go forward. And hopefully, 2021 is better. It will be. I mean, we're going to learn. I feel like there are a lot of lessons and things being learned, but you know, even like, the stuff with Kobe Bryant because people have kids and loved ones and it was such a tragic thing it really mm-hmm. triggered um like for me and you think about my dad in that car accident when he almost passed away it had nothing to do with Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. I mean it was sad but it's like it really just resonated with me like dang you know I could have lost my dad you know that like mm-hmm. and then the daughter it just took me out because I have nieces, I have nephews. Can you imagine, you know, you place yourself there, like, I imagine what those last moments would have been like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we continue to, you know, reintroduce ourselves to this trauma. So just be careful. You want to sympathize. You want to love on people. But the best thing you can do is unplug and just pray, like, pray. Like, I, you know, I, in my prayer group, we, we cover everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, just because what else, like, 
if prayer, first of all, should not be a last resort, but like, what else are you going to do? You gonna go out and fight coronavirus? You're not. Your only course of action right now is to trust God and pray and you know, wash your hands and stay at home. Um, so, you know, you watching these videos, I just had to ask myself, like, well, it was really God. He was like, what are you getting from continuing to expose yourself right. to this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you bring up a good point, especially because, yeah, your heart aches for your fellow nurses and other folks on the front lines, um, especially when they're in tears or traumatized because all of their mm -hmm. patients are intubated. Yeah. Several, all of them are dying. Several, yeah. several of them are not going to make it. And so you're letting maybe one family member, um, one family member up and just having to deal with the fact that some of those people are actually going to pass away alone because family yes. members cannot come. And they're planning these funerals where it's only two or three at a time that can go view the body and you can't have your traditional celebration of life. And that that is so much to deal with, but I think it's important to definitely empathize, but don't try not to take it in because I do have a um a, a friend she watched one too many articles or posts or whatever, and she sent herself into a real life panic attack, and it's like you gotta chill though you have to you, to. you can't consume that stuff so much that it makes you panic when yes it affects you but that's not something that you're experiencing every day she wasn't going into the icu and having to potentially share ppe because there's a lack of it or or things like that and right, right. Yeah, like she drove herself into a literal panic attack yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you've got to be happy for the phone. no one to put down that phone yeah yeah Absolutely. Tiger King or something, because that definitely, I was like, <laughs> that took my mind off. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> um, no, but really, you know, it's important. Get your tribe, you know, unplug when you need to. Um, all of our frontline workers, even the ones that people think that we don't see at the grocery store, Starbucks, everybody that's just out there. I feel like, you know, us as healthcare professionals, um, we are, you know, people are really putting us at the forefront. Which, first of all, thank you. Two, we've been out here doing all this kind of, we've been out here in shenanigans. I've worked in plenty of shenanigans, but but thank you anyway. Right. Um, you know, shout out to like lab technicians that are handling these swabs um, to, you know, the male people. The male people. Um, Cause I, had, I asked my dad, I was like, you still gotta work You're like the male stop. I was like, okay. To the truck drivers. To the truck, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. The truck drivers. my husband goes to work every day. Yeah, and my um, brother goes to the truck drivers, yeah. yeah on the military base. Um, mm -hmm. There's people that you don't, you know, you may not think about, you don't see on the commercials. The people, I'm so glad right now, my husband used to drive mass transit. Let me tell y'all from the depths of my soul how happy I am that my husband does not drive um, public transportation anymore. Mm -hmm. Because like those people, they, they, they too are like out here on these front lines. And so, you know, we see you, we thank you guys. We're a team mm -hmm. um, from other front line people. We're working together. Um, to all of my nurses that are working in unfavorable conditions, y'all know what to do. We've been doing this. Y'all go, we're gonna rock it out. Like, I feel like nurses are, like, I think, like, we're just gonna, we gonna make it do what it does. <laughs> and, and we deal with it later. So, you know, we see y'all, we love y'all. Like, man, some of my friends, I just, like, I love, I just want y'all to know I love y'all <laughs> so much because, um, you know, our world is changing. And so I think that 
you know, we should really just kind of get away from thinking, you know, when is it going to go back to how you knew it? It's not. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to, we're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, until then, um, we'll have these, your help is lit. Um, we're going to do a couple more of these sessions with you guys. And then you always have access to them. So even, you know, we're considering doing like seasons and, you know, taking time off in between um, because we forgot how much we missed this. <laughs> um but until then like the group is always active the, the podcast is still up um you know educate yourself and then um just continue to follow like do what you need to do man and you know take care of yourselves and your family you want to empathize for the rest of your world for the rest of the world but right now um i'm worried about i am praying for everybody else but i'm keeping tabs on me and mine <laughs> what you doing what you doing where you at <laughs> so yep. oh, thank you That's so great. much eve it's always so much fun we have like these oh. we have you um we the things back together <laughs> i know we um our congratulations again we're so proud of you and everything that you are doing um, we hope to have you back soon oh yeah we'll see you guys again soon for another installment of your help is lit bye Bye, everybody. Bye.